Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending December 16th, 2022. I'm Chris Kyle, and today I'm joined by Bei Chen Lin, investment strategist. Bei Chen, I believe this is our last Market Week in Review last of the year. Last one of the year, Chris. I know. Well, I can't think of a better person to partner with. So we have a few things to talk about today, and I'd be remiss not to talk about a lot of what's happening within central banks, but maybe let's start with market volatility. You had Wednesday, we went from green to red, and then Thursday was deeply red. Um, care to expand on really some of the key takeaways of what we've been experiencing? Sure thing, Chris. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We saw a lot of market volatility today. At one point, the S&P 500 was down close to 3%. We ended up closing Thursday down about 2.5%. And really, there's been a lot of concern from investors. If you look at some of the economic data points that were released this morning in the U.S., you saw a fairly weak retail sales number. Even though economists were expecting a drop of 0.3% month over month, we instead got a drop of 0.6% month over month, which is pretty substantial. If you look at the manufacturing surveys that different organizations put out, you look at the New York Empire State manufacturing data or the Philly Fed data, both of them were negative. And so that points to signs that there is a slowdown that's happening in the economy. And that's understandable because as the central bank continues to raise interest rates to more and more restrictive levels, you are going to see that natural cooling in the economy. Now, the one thing that you do not see a cooling right away in is the labor market side of things. So we saw with the weekly jobless claims, that actually fell a little bit this week. But again, the labor markets are a bit of a lagging indicator. So eventually, those lagging indicators are going to catch up to the leading ones. And we do expect that within the next 12 months, we're going to likely see a mild recession within the U.S. And so that, of course, causes some level of investor anxiety. One of the measures that we track here at Russell is this composite contrarian indicator, which shows how pessimistic investors are. And even though that indicator has pulled back from the very extreme levels that we saw in October, it's still quite elevated, which tells you that there is a notable amount of pessimism in the marketplace right now. Hmm, interesting. So maybe let's go back to rates, possibly. Central banks, you have the Fed, you have European Central Bank, Bank of England. It's all about interest rates. Care to expand a little bit there? It's all about interest rates, and 50 is the new 75. So we saw a string of 50 basis point rate hikes, first from the Federal Reserve with their 50 basis point rate hike yesterday. And Chair Powell, of course, noted that there, although there was some progress with respect to bringing inflation down, we still have more work to do. You had the ECB raise interest rates by 50 basis points, and Christine Lagarde was very careful to push back against this notion that raising by 50 basis points is a pivot. She also underscored that the ECB still has a lot of room to cover, perhaps even more room than the Fed needs to cover in order to bring inflation down under control in Europe, because we know that Europe has been facing higher rates of inflation than the U.S. has been facing and then in the UK, we saw that they raised interest rates by 50 basis points. The vote there was a little bit interesting. It was a 6-3 split. So six people on the Monetary Policy Committee voted in favor of raising the interest rates by 50 basis points. We had some people dissent in favor of raising it by 75 basis points. And we also had some people who were dissenting in favor of leaving the interest rate unchanged. And the situation in the UK, as we know, is very complicated because on the one hand, they're trying to bring inflation under control. On the other hand, they are basically in a recession already. And if not in a recession already, they're likely to see one very quickly as a result of some of the energy challenges that they're facing. So it's a pretty tough job to be 
the chair of the Bank of England right now. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Well, if I can press you for a third topic, we'll bring you back over to North America. I know our neighbors up north, Canada, housing market, a lot of distress this year. What are you seeing there? So we talked about how the housing markets in non-US regions, for example, Canada, UK, and Australia, those will tend to be a little bit more vulnerable to the effect of rate hikes just because of the differences in mortgage structures. In the US, we can fix mortgage rates for 30 years, but in Canada, unfortunately, consumers can't do that. And so what we saw with some of the data out today was that Canadian home prices are now down more than 11% from their peak. The volume of sales transactions in Canada are down approximately 40% year over year. So definitely some notable signs of softening in the Canadian housing market. But one thing that's important to note is that the regulators are paying close attention to things. So for example, we saw last week that the Canadian the Canadian banking sector regulator, OSFI, they announced an increase in the minimum domestic stability buffer capital requirements for banks. So that basically just helps to ensure that there is a little bit more of a cushion in place should we get a further economic downturn. And then this morning, we actually had another announcement from OSFI that they're leaving in place the minimum qualifying rate requirement, which is a little bit of a stress test on borrowers that basically helps to make sure that in the event interest rates were to rise further, that borrowers would still have the ability to pay off their mortgage. They also announced that in January, they're gonna do a review of some of the underwriting criteria with respect to mortgages. And so even though we do anticipate further softening the housing markets, not just in Canada, but also in the US and in many other developed markets, we think that the fact that the banking regulators across the world are paying close attention, that should help us avoid a repeat of what happened in 2008. Hmm. Very encouraging, certainly. And so I guess that brings us to the end of our segment. Um, thank you so much, Bei Chen. Let's hope for a Santa rally later this year as we look to close out 2022. And to our listeners, thank you so much. Happy holidays.